Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome to the Yoga Girl podcast and welcome to the very last episode of the year. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. It feels so surreal to even say that, to even sit here right now at the very end of a year like 2020. What a ride it's been. You know, I am so excited about this episode today. We are about to dive into something that's actually not so much of a podcast as it is a practice. We are going to have our big New Year's intention setting ceremony right now in this episode on this show. But before we dive into this practice, I want to take a moment for some gratitude. You know, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for being here, whether you're here, you know, like that diehard podcast listener where you're listening to every single episode right as it releases on Fridays, or if you tune in once in a while, or if this is your first time ever listening to this show, you know, just the fact that you're here right now is what allows me to do what I do. The fact that you listen to this show is what enables me to live this life, to sit here in my little podcast chair in my house, working from a little island in the middle of nowhere and connecting with you from afar. It means the whole world. And I can honestly say there's nothing that brings me as much joy and where I feel as much flow in my working life as I do in recording these podcast episodes. And it's all thanks to you. So thank you for listening. I love you so much. I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm so ready to close out this year and begin 2021. And I know you are too. So a couple of notes about this practice. So we've done this a few years in a row. I can't remember how many end of year New Year's rituals we've done on the Yoga Girl podcast, but I think maybe this is the third one in a row on the show. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. I know I should know because it's my podcast, but I, I honestly can't remember. But we do this every year and this is a practice, right? It's not a podcast. It's an actual practice. So it's not something that we casually listen to in the background while doing something else, but I would love for you to actually sit down with intention to create right now. 
On this show, we are going to journal. You're going to write a ton. We're going to envision what we want out of 2021. You're going to get a moment to close out and release 2020. You're going to get to dream. We're going to meditate, feel our feelings, breathe. We're even going to have a moment to move our bodies on this show right now. So make sure you are ready for all of this, that you're in an undisturbed space and that you have the time to dedicate to yourself right now. So first things first, I think the first thing that you really need to settle into this practice is to make sure that you have some privacy, right? So close the door, lock the door, go into a comfy, quiet corner of your house if you can, carve out the time for you to be alone so you can really get to the heart and the truth of this practice, which really is figuring out what kind of life we want for ourselves. And to get there, sometimes we have to sit with some uncomfortable questions, maybe even some uncomfortable feelings. And we need that safe and quiet place to get there. I love for practices like these, I love setting up a little altar space. Maybe you have an altar in your home already, then go sit right there. Maybe you have a sacred part of your house where you normally roll out your yoga mat or where you meditate or where you dance or where you come back home to yourself in some shape or form. For some people, it's the bathroom. For me, I have this little sacred space in the in what used to be our guest room in our house. Maybe for you, it's a little corner of your dining room, you know. Finding that sacred space, setting up your altar, which really means that you're aligning yourself with the energy of presence. You're tapping into that sacred vibration of actually telling yourself, your body, your soul, your heart, that you are about to enter a very sacred space. We're going to dive into ceremony. So to set up your altar, if you don't have one, and if you want to make a little makeshift one just for this practice, a really good way to go about that is to just make sure you're covering the four elements. So have something that connects you to air, to water, to earth, and to fire. To evoke and invite the element of air into the space using some essential oils, something you can smell, an aroma that can fill the air of the room. If you burn a little bit of incense, you get to actually connect to the air element and the fire element as well. So fire, yes, burning something, lighting a candle. I I really feel like every ceremony should have a lit candle by your side just to really make that moment a little bit more special. So that's air and fire. For the earth element, anything that comes from the earth, crystals relate to the earth element, stones, a little twig or some leaves or something you've picked up from the ground outside, anything that really evokes that element of earth. And then for water, you know, a big cup of tea or a glass of water really works. I have a little abalone shell that I use to burn my incense. So it could be a shell or something that you've found by the sea or in the ocean as well. But see if you can connect those four elements, right? Air, fire, earth, and water. And then along with that for your altar space, any sacred object that has meaning for you. And that's something that only you are going to really truly know what to put in that altar space. So I have a, a picture of my best friend who passed away a couple of years ago that I put on every altar that I build. Like I, she's a presence in all of the altar spaces that I have. I have little nooks around my house. I have more than one altar, but she's always present there. So if you have a loved one that you've lost or someone that you're missing right now, or maybe it's a sacred book or a photograph or a piece of jewelry, something nostalgic, something special to you, just to make that altar space a little bit more personal. And then when you have that, the most important part of this practice is make sure you have your notebook and your pen, because we are going to be writing a whole lot today. All right. Are you ready to dive in? 
I'm ready. Let's take a huge breath in through the nose. Open the mouth and exhale. Now, to really tap into that place of truth inside where we can really meditate and journal on what's really real, we have to let ourselves arrive within the body. The best way to do that is to get up and move. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to have a little three-minute dance party. Okay, that's really all it takes. Three minutes to drop deeply into the body is all you need. I'm going to give you a suggestion for a song that I'm going to dance to right now. But any song that you love, if you have a song right now that you just love to dance to or that you love to play, something that makes you joyful or happy, that really moves the body. So an upbeat, high intensity song. You're going to turn that music on. You can turn it on your phone if you want, or if you have a sound system in your house, then use that. And close your eyes. And as soon as the music begins, just go wild. Just dance. Don't think about dancing. Just embody that dance. Dance the way you used to dance when you were a child. It's just you. It's not for anybody else. Dance to arrive within the body. The song I'm going to dance to today is called Paruma. Paruma by History of Color, which is just a really good flow for me right now. But pick a song that really works for you if that one doesn't resonate. Okay. Three minute dance party. Are you ready? (laughs) We're going to check back in right after that. So three minute dance party. Let's go. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. All right, let's take a moment to sit down, close your eyes and feel So perhaps just like me, you're a little bit out of breath after that little dance party that you just had with yourself, using that movement of energy to drop right in to yourself. You can place a hand to your heart. Sometimes that helps us increase that connection between mind and body and just feel, feel into the heart space. What is it like for you to be here right now? 
you are sitting here at the end of one of the most challenging years of all time, one of the strangest years of all of our lives. And what is it like for you to sit here in your body the way you are right now? Feeling into the answer of that. Before we start to envision what we want and the specifics around 2021, we have to take a little moment to say goodbye to 2020. So if there's any last things that you would like to process or that you can feel into the body right now, maybe you could use a little bit of attention. This is going to be your moment right now. So just notice this, this feeling that you have inside of your heart. The feeling of being here at the end of this year. And also sensing any anticipation around the year that's still to come any longing that you have inside of the body for something different, something you would like to change, something you would like to create. And just noticing that, that it's entirely possible to stand in both of those places at once, right? Still needing to process and heal from 2020. And at the same time, longing to envision and create for 2021. And this is the place we're all in right now. We're on this cusp of a new chapter, but we haven't quite turned that last page yet. Take a moment right now just to feel into that overall feeling of 2020, of this year that's passed. Now, perhaps you did the big practice of processing 2020 last week already. And if you did, chances are you are a little bit closer to your feelings around that right now. Or perhaps you haven't given yourself the chance yet to really sit with what this year has brought you. And if that's the case, this is your chance. If 2020 was a feeling, what feeling would that be? I find myself laughing and kind of shuddering at the same time, just at the thought of that question. If 2020 was a feeling, what is that feeling for you? For me, the answer that comes up right now is this strange mixture between panic and absolute trust. I almost feel like I have to invent a new word for a feeling that's some way right in between panic and trust. That's what this year was for me. Noticing in your body what this year was for you. And it doesn't have to be anything that someone else is telling you, right? Perhaps this year was the greatest year of your entire life. Feel that. Perhaps this year was the worst year of your entire life. Feel that. Or perhaps, like for so many of us, 2020 brought you a little bit of both, right? Or a lot of both. Pain and beauty. Joy and struggle. Panic and trust. So just take a moment here now to feel into this space.
Let's go ahead and take a long breath in. Open the mouth and let it go. Blink your eyes open. We're going to open our notebooks and our pens right now for our first prompt of the day. So we're not going to spend too much time lingering on 2020. We had a complete practice on 2020 last week. So if you want more time there, feel free to skip over to that episode for a little bit. But just journaling right now, and we'll keep this fairly concise. 2020 for me was just a couple of sentences there, right? Not pages and pages, but a couple of sentences as if you're summarizing the year to yourself, with yourself, for yourself. 2020 for me was. Just put pen to paper, write that first beginning of the sentence, 2020 for me was, and then see what comes your way. Take a couple of sentences there, maybe half a page, just a few moments to really get that overall view or that overarching feeling of what 2020 was for you. And then two important pieces to cover from there. What is something that you are mourning this year? What is something that you are mourning, that you are grieving this year? And just take a moment for this right now, right? Because all of us have had a lot of loss in 2020. We've had loss of of normalcy, you know, loss of routine, loss of work, loss of income, loss of loved ones. Take a moment just to validate what you are mourning or what you are grieving this year. And then from there, take a moment to write what you are celebrating from this year. And just noticing inside of yourself if if it's hard to hold the two edges of that, right? That we can mourn and celebrate things in the same year. What is something you are celebrating that happened in 2020? You know, if you could receive a little medal for something in 2020, something really amazing that you accomplished, right? Something you overcame, something you created, something you did, something worth celebrating that 2020 brought you. Take a moment to write about that. And let's take a long breath in and out. Now it's time for us to introduce the four areas of life. So if you've done these ceremonies with me before, you know, I like to divide life into four different areas to help a little bit with our processing and to make goal setting and intention setting easier. Now I have changed the names of one of our categories this year. So don't fret to me. It just makes a little bit more sense. The four areas of our lives that we're going to write about right now are home, mind, body, and soul. Home, mind, body, and soul. Soul, I used to call spirit before, but this year has been all about soul for me and soul just resonates more as a category than spirit does. Home, mind, body, and soul. So home, this hugely important area of our lives, home is everything that revolves around your home, right? Home is your family. Home are your kids. Home is your spouse, your partner, your loved ones. Home are your parents. Home are your friends, your community, also your physical house, your garden, your pets. You know, all of those things fall under the category of home. 
mind, mind is everything that you create, right? Mind is what you manifest. Mind is your work. Mind is your career. It's your studies, things you are learning, everything that you take in from the mind. It's also writing, it's reading, it's your finances, money, abundance, all of that falls under the category of mind. Body, of course, is body, right? Your physical body, which of course also involves your health, your overall well-being, you know, that physical wellness, that striving for balance that you have inside of the body. Everything physical around health and well-being falls under body. And then the final category of the four is soul. And soul is everything around your spirituality. Soul is your healing. It's your prayer. It's your meditation practice. It's your yoga. It's your self-care, right? Your creativity also lies here under soul. Therapy, right? All healing practices that you have align under the category of soul. So we have home, mind, body, and soul. Of course, all of these areas, they intertwine in different ways, right? They can all sort of get a little bit entangled because everything connects, right? So perhaps you are working from home, right, right now, which of course involves both mind and your actual home. And maybe with the money that you make working from home, you actually pay for practices that help serve your body and your soul. And then certain things can kind of fit into different categories at once. So you can feel a little bit intuitively where things align best for you, right? So for me, for a while, therapy, I used to feel like, isn't that more under mind because I'm learning, I'm studying. And actually for me, therapy falls under soul because it's all around my emotional well-being, right? It's about my heart. It's something very, very spiritual. But for you, if you feel something falls under another category, just trust your intuition right here. But return to those four areas of home, mind, body, soul. We're going to cover a little bit of processing from 2020 in these areas. And then we're going to go into that big goal setting and envisioning for 2021. So let's go ahead and begin with home. You're going to write down right now in your notebook, a high and a low that came your way in 2020 under the category of home. And this, I think, you know, we spent so much time at home in 2020, all of us. I feel in different ways, our homes have become so much more important. And also talking about our house, our apartments, our bedrooms, you know, that physical space of home for a lot of us gained a lot more important this year. So what is a high around that area of your home? You know, something really, truly beautiful that came your way or that you anchored into or that you manifested or that you felt around your home this year. And that's also, of course, your relationships, right? What is something really beautiful, a high in this category of 2020? For me, when I think about the high, you know, something really beautiful and amazing, the first thing that comes to mind that I just can't, <laughs> I can't overlook is my family you know, that connection to my family, Dennis, Lea Luna, and I, we spent so much time together this year and we spent time in a way that, that was closer than the time we've spent other years. 
right? Because we were forced to slow down because of the pandemic, we spent a lot more time with each other, but that time actually was was higher quality in a way. It was more patient. It was more quiet. And it was really, truly beautiful. So for me, that's a big high that really falls under that category of home. So take a moment to write and journal about that. And then getting into the area of a low, right? Just something that really challenged you under home. Maybe it's a relationship that was super, super, super tough for you this year. You know, maybe it was something that came as a result of quarantine. Maybe you feel, felt totally stuck, right? You were literally stuck in your house. You know, you felt isolated. Take a moment just to anchor into what was a low? What was something that really challenged you this year? For me, a low that falls under home. And this is kind of, kind of hard for me to explain, but I took a break from my mom this year after a lot of struggle and, and challenge and pain. And it was a definite low for me. It was at the very beginning of the year. It was so painful. It triggered so much inside of me. But at the end of the year, it really feels in a way as a high because I learned so much because of that boundary that I set. And I felt like it brought me home to myself in a way, right? So take a moment as you write about that lower point or that challenge around home that you encountered this year and see if something good came out of that. If there was a learning, if there was a growth, if there was a shift somehow along with that challenge. And from there, we move to the next category, which is mind. So same thing here for 2020, a high and a low. And you can keep this super simple and just write a word or a sentence for each, right? If you feel like, man, I really want to process and write about this and take the time, then write a little bit more. You know, you decide where and how deep you want these areas to go. So in terms of mind, right? So your work, your finances, things that you've been creating and manifesting, things you've studied and learned, maybe things you've been reading or writing, finances, abundance, or lack of abundance, you know, all of this falls under mind. What's a high and a low here for you? For me, a, a definite high is the fact that we simplified so much in our business. You know, we have a, a fairly large company with people working all across the world. And I always sense this little bit of chaos around, around our business. I always felt like we were a little bit too vast. We did so many things at once. And it's like I had, <laughs> I had my working fingers and so many different pies, you know, with our studio in Aruba and retreats and teacher trainings and online and all this stuff that, that we do. And this year, I mean, a definite high has been that we simplified, you know, we were forced to simplify because of the pandemic, but I actually started the process of simplifying more than a year ago and 2020 sped that up for me in a sense. And I feel now we are much more streamlined. I feel much more centered. I feel much more purposeful in my business. And that's a definite high for me that I feel more connected to my team and, and to our company more than I ever have before. An area of, of mind that is a low for me, I'm going to have to go to, to finances, which I, I'm sure, you know, majority of us end up in that place. Loss of income, projects that fell through that I spent years working on. And I know I'm blessed and, you know, we still have our business running and we had those moments where we thought maybe we would go bankrupt. And, you know, in terms of our studio here in Aruba, we still don't know if we're going to make it. 
So a big low has been that financial loss that we've seen in every area of our business and those kind of sleepless nights where I really worried about our team and our people and what's going to happen. So that for me is a, is a clear low and just checking in for you. You know, I'm sharing my, my own little personal, my personal observations and my own intentions just to help give you some examples and, and to keep that, that space from the heart anchored with you all. Actually, when I record these podcasts, I always find new gems, right? Even though I've sat in the ceremony on my own throughout the past couple of weeks, we transition to the next category, which is body, body. And same thing here, a high and a low in 2020 around the category of body. For me, immediately my mind goes to health, right? Health, wellness, well-being. How did you feel in your body in 2020? You know, what's a high that came out of 2020? Something good that you connected to about your body when it comes to your body. And what's something that's been really challenging and that was a low? For me, a high, and I, this is the most important thing, one of the most important things that happened to me or that came my way, actually that I made happen in 2020, is my discipline around my self-care practice. Because of the challenges that 2020 brought, I started taking better care of my body than I have in a very long time. And really from the inside out, getting up at 5 a.m. every morning, you know, having that undisturbed time for my self-care, for my body, to stretch, to move, to sweat, to dance. That is a high that I'm taking with me, I hope, you know, for the rest of my life, not just into 2020, but for as long as I live. A low around my body this year, I've had such low energy this year. I mean, I really have. I have been tired, and I know that tiredness has also been very emotional, but if I really look back at my energy levels of 2020, I have been exhausted. And I know a lot of you are going to resonate with that as well. You know, it's a, it's a hard work moving through a slow-moving collective trauma, right? So, of course, we're tired. But I've had that feeling of just lacking energy, and that feels like a big low for me, absolutely, in terms of my, my body, just kind of struggling there. But overall, I can feel the high is a lot bigger than the low. And then arriving to our final category and connecting to the highs and the lows of 2020, under soul. Soul, right? So your spirituality, your connection to yourself, your healing, your emotional well-being, your heart, your prayer, your longing, your intuition, right? If you're religious, your religion falls under soul. Soul is your connection to a higher power, to something bigger than you. Finding your high and your low under soul this year. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of go back to my overall feeling of 2020, that panic and that trust, right? Panic definitely is the low. Trust definitely is the high, you know? And also through that panic, I anchored into my spiritual practice more than I normally do. So the low brought me to the high. And I think because I felt so much panic, I actually was able to reach for trust in a bigger way. So it is always beautiful when we feel a little bit of a full circle around the low and the high connecting in one area. And now as you look at what you just journaled on to see if you can notice which area felt the biggest for you in 2020, 
Did you have more focus in your home, in your mind, in your body, or in your soul? Where is that overarching area that's really highlighted that stands out? For me, in all previous years of my life as an adult, my biggest area every year has always been mind because I've been very work-oriented and focused on work and my career and, and working and getting things done. And for the first time in my adult life, you know, this year, my objective, my focus completely shifted from one category to another. And this year, the biggest area of my life has been home. And home aligns, of course, with body and with soul as well, because it's at home that I get to actually do those self-care practices. And it's feeling safe at home that I can anchor into my spirituality and really live that body-soul connection as well. But for me, home, you know, family, my husband, my daughter, time spent within these walls of my house, home has been my biggest area. Chances are a lot of, a lot of you guys are going to resonate with that, seeing as we've spent so much time at home this year. But just noticing that, that area of your life that felt the biggest in 2020. Okay, so let's take a huge breath in. Open the mouth. And exhale it out. Now, if it's one thing we know for sure, it's that 2020 is coming to a close, right? We're done with this year. This is going to be our last moment processing 2020 on this podcast. Of course, you can continue throughout the rest of the year if you want. Some things we will be processing for the rest of our lives, but in terms of having that focus on what 2020 brought, this is our last moment because we are going to be turning a page now literally and shift into 2021, which is a totally different energy, right? Literally blank page. Before you literally turn to a blank page in your notebook, Let's take a moment to close our eyes, place one hand to your heart and place one hand in your lap with the palm facing upward. So you have that one hand connecting to your heart space, connecting to yourself, connecting to your feelings right now. And then one palm facing upward to the sky as if you're just ready and open to receive any download, any wisdom, any connection that's on its way to you right now. 2020, thank you. And also, fuck you. <laughs> I was debating whether or not I would say that on the podcast, but seriously, thank you. And also, fuck you. You brought so much pain, so much loss, so much struggle, so much challenge. And you brought so much transformation, so much beauty, so much compassion, so much connection and so much love. And I can feel that in my heart right now, that, that contrast between the extreme highs of this year and the overwhelming lows. And I can feel the duality of those, those challenging highs and lows and the peaks and the valleys of this year and how actually somehow it couldn't have been any other way because here we are. And there's going to be times where we look back at this year and we feel that no, that toughness, that challenge, that pain, where we're going to feel that more than we feel anything else as we look back at 2020. And there's going to be days when we look back at 2020 and we just feel love. We just notice our own resilience, our own strength, 
magnitude of man. Look at us now. We made it through. And this year, if nothing else, changed our lives. So allowing yourself to feel that, the joy and the pain, the thank you and the fuck you, the high and the low, the panic and the trust. Just sit with that right now. 2020, what is done is done. What is felt is felt. We release you. I release you. And so it is. Huge breath in. Huge breath out. As you blink your eyes open, now is a really good time for you to stand up, stretch your legs a little bit, shake your body out. If you want to put on another song and give yourself a one minute or a three minute little dance party right now, just to shake something out, go ahead. But it could be enough to just stand up right now and shake your hands, shake your arms, shake your legs, your feet, your shoulders, your head, make a really funny face, huge breath in through the nose, and then make some sound as you exhale. <sighs> Let's do that again. Full breath in. Make some noise. Let it go. <sighs> Beautiful. Hmm. Let's take a sip of water. Find our seat again and ground back into this moment. Are you ready to turn that page? I could cry right now. I feel emotional. Okay, I'm, I'm literally choking up. Are you ready to turn the page? I am so ready to turn this page. You're going to find a brand new page in your notebook, right? A clean page. Maybe skip ahead a couple of pages so you have a little bit of space between what you've written about 2020 and what you're going to write for 2021. You also can, and this is something I do quite often, tear the pages that you've written about 2020 out and then burn them later. Like that sometimes feels really good. So we're about to turn the page. Are you ready? Three two, one, do it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 2021 is here. Oh my God. Take a moment just to look at that blank page in your notebook in front of you. Really look at it. Like really, really take it in. Clean slate. Okay. Blank page, clean slate. Close your eyes. So energetically anchoring into 2021. 2021. 2021 is a clean slate. 2021 is a blank page, right? And of course, we're choosing what we want to take with us into the new year. You know, what we've learned, what we've grown into, what we really feel has been valuable from our past. And then we choose what we want to leave behind. And the beauty of actually having one of these clear transitions between the old and the new. And it's something that we really rarely get that feeling of really beginning a new year, January 1st, it is a new chapter, is that you can make that clear conscious choice and actually sit down and think about and contemplate what kind of life you want to live. And this is serious. And I say it with some gravity because you get this one life, right? And 2020 showed us that, man, you know, Life can turn and change and be turned completely on its head at the drop of a dime. And we got to live right now. 
So as you feel into the potential of 2021, feeling into that blank, clean page ahead, what do you long for? In your heart right now, what do you long for? And when I say long for, I mean, what do you truly, truly want? Not just from the level of your mind of like this idea of goals and, oh, I want to make this happen and that happen. No, in your heart, in your soul, what do you want? The answer to this question is going to be really emotional. It's going to be really heartfelt. So if you feel into that place in 2021, what kind of life do you want to create? Let's take a breath. Exhale. (sighs) Open your eyes and write. In 2021, I want. In 2021, I want. And just write. Just complete that sentence and see where this takes you. Give yourself some space and some time here to really write. In 2021, I want, what do you really, really, really want? And since you don't have any parameters or structure here, right? You don't have to focus on the four areas just yet. Just overall, right? You can tap into the feeling. What do you really want in 2021? What is a beautiful life for you? What is an ideal life, a perfect life? If you could create anything in 2021 and hey, guess what? You can. What would that be? Free write. Give yourself a couple of moments here. You'll intuitively know when it's time to pause and transition to the next question. So just free write for a moment. In 2021, I want. Feel free to pause the podcast and return when you're done. And as you get ready to start to narrow this down a little bit, next prompt is an ideal life for me is. An ideal life for me is. So I don't love the word perfect. You know, there's, I don't know if there is such a thing as perfect. And for a lot of us, the the word perfect just kind of can be a little bit triggering. So using the word ideal, meaning something that is perfect for you right now, right? It's not going to be what's perfect for everybody, but something that really feels like beauty to you. What would an ideal life for you be in 2021? And as you write about this, get rid of any limitation, right? And we're often, we're so conditioned to really believe that we can't do much. Like life is hard. Like everything is an uphill battle. And, you know, in a lot of ways, sometimes it is, or oftentimes it is. So let yourself go a little bit wild here without limitations. What is a beautiful life for you? If you could create anything, any kind of life, if you could really find that ideal, perfect life for you right now, what would it look like? So if you don't have any restrictions of any kind, if there was nothing holding you back, what would 2021 be for you? An ideal life for me is take a couple of minutes to write about that envision that life really on that large scale. And if you find yourself centering in around details, just notice that, you know, if you get into, okay, where are you living and how are you living and what are you doing and who is there? Just notice as you kind of touch in those areas, but stay fairly objective and large scale right now. What is that beautiful life? Go ahead and write. 
And now it's time for us to center into the four areas of our lives. So we're going to come back to home, mind, body, and soul. And let's begin with home. Defining three clear goals that you want to set for yourself in the area of home. And if you don't love the word goals, sometimes I feel a little bit of an aversion to that because I sense sometimes pressure around the idea of goal, like I have to win or pursue or, you know, accomplish something. So it can be dreams, three dreams that you have for yourself in the area of home, three longings that you have, three prayers that you have, three goals, right? Let's use the word goals. I'm kind of, I feel closer to that word this year than I did last year three goals that you have under the area of home. So remembering your home is not just your house, your apartment, your physical space, but it's also your relationships, right? Your family, your home, your friends, your loved ones, your kids, your parents, your spouse, your partner, every way that you relate and everything that happens in the area of your home. What are three things you really want to create at home or for your home in 2021? So I can give you an example I want to continue to cultivate this no pressure, calm life for my daughter. I think 2020 was the best year of her life. You know, she didn't have any of the panic or the fear around the pandemic, but she had two parents at home, no stress, no shuffling back and forth between activities and playdates and crazy things. Just that quiet, quiet, slow, patient, steady life. So one of my big goals or dreams for 2021 is to continue cultivating that for her so that she doesn't have any stress in her life. Another goal I have under home is I want to rekindle my relationship with my mom. I haven't told her yet. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but and find a new version of our relationship where I where I can set boundaries and where I can stay with myself and not leave myself and really honor myself first and still have her as a mom and as a grandma. You know, that's a dream I have for 2021. And then as a third goal, for me, sometimes it's hard to just narrow down three. I really want to nourish my friendships this year. I realized in 2020, I I don't have that many important, you know, close best friends in my life. And the ones that I do have, I really feel so dedicated to taking care of those relationships in a way that I just didn't have time for before. So I really want to manifest in 2021, a girl's trip, (laughs) a trip with, with my best friends at some point in the year, you know, hopefully we can travel again. I don't care if we're camping by a lake or if we're hiking somewhere or if we're on a beach or whatever we're doing as long as we're together. I want to manifest that. So those are my three goals or three dreams under home. But give yourself some time and space. And if sometimes, and this happens as we set our intentions and as we contemplate things, you find yourself writing one thing down, but it doesn't really feel like truth. You know, so notice that in yourself, if you find yourself writing something down because you think it should be a goal, it should be a dream, but actually your heart is nudging you somewhere else. And yes, you don't have to confine yourself to three, right? You can write five or 10. You can write one thing, right? Trusting your intuition here. I think three is a good number because I want to be specific in my goal setting so I can actually set some action steps for me to make those things happen. And I find if I have too many goals, it feels a little bit too overwhelming and too all over the place. So for me, three feels really good, but trusting in what feels good for you. 
Moving on to the next area, which is the area of mind, right? What are three goals, three dreams that you want to manifest for yourself in 2021 under the area of mind, right? So your working life, your career, your business, your company, maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you work for a company, maybe you work for yourself, maybe you lost your job this year, maybe you have no idea what you're doing in this area, Maybe you're studying, you're in school. Maybe you want to study and return to school. Perhaps there's something you want to just learn for the sake of learning without it revolving to your business in any way at all, right? So it's also around the things that we take in. It's our intellect, our intelligence, our money sits in this area, right? Our abundance or lack of abundance. So career, work, study, school, learning, money, right? Money is a big energetic area of our life. Let's not put money aside, right? I I, I think sometimes we tend to, I don't know, we've been conditioned to think that there is something shameful around wanting to make money. So give yourself complete permission to make money a huge priority in your life, to want to succeed, to want to get rich if that's what you want, to want to buy yourself nice things, to want to grow your business, you know, whatever goals that you have, don't apologize for them. Don't minimize them right? Really feel into what is true as you write them down. Three goals that you have in this area of your life. So for me, one overarching goal that I have in our business for 2021 is I really want the business to flourish without my constant presence. And actually, this has been a goal of mine for a couple of years, And I feel like we are really, really close to that now. Like I really have that feeling like I can't step away. And then there are areas where I really need to be present. And when I say that, I mean our business at yogagirl.com and our online classes and things like that. Like we really have a beautiful team now where things are flowing. And there's a part for me where I feel in 2021 where I'm going to get to complete that dream. Where if I, for instance, and I don't know if this is a dream, so don't hold me to this, but if Dennis and I want to have another baby, that I could take an entire year off and be away and that our business would still thrive. Like that is a big, 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 big goal for me. And it has been for a couple of years. So maybe 2021 is the year where that really happens. Another goal that I have undermined, and this is around money, is I want to save up enough money for me and Dennis to buy a vacation home. So the vacation home falls under the category of home, but we need to save up for that to happen. And that happens under mine. So for me, I chose to put that goal in the mind section, right? But maybe for you, if you have something similar that you want to manifest, you know, something around your home or a vacation home, like I would love to find or a little property. Like I have had that dream for such a long time to have a little property in Costa Rica or lately I've been craving forest. And if I close my eyes, I see myself in this little Swedish, we call it a torp, which is like a tiny little wooden house in the middle of the forest. And when I close my eyes, I can see that, that longing to like be in the woods, to hug a tree, to to just breathe that forest air. Like, oh, I long for that so much. I haven't, I haven't hugged a tree. You know, we don't have trees in Aruba. We have cacti. <laughs> I haven't been in the forest. I don't know. It's been two and a half, almost three years since I've breathed forest air in Sweden. You know, I really, really, really long for that. So that is a goal that I have that falls under mind to save that kind of money up, which 
I've never had a goal to save a certain amount of money. So this feels like a big thing for me this year. And we'll see, we'll see where that goes. And then lastly, for me, my third goal in the mind area is I really want to pursue astrology in a big way. And this is under study for me. I want to study, continue studying astrology, maybe even start to, I get nervous saying it, maybe even start to give readings if I can become confident enough. And if I continue studying in that way, like when I say that, I start to smile and that's how I know that that's a real dream. I would love, I would love to become an astrologer, you guys. <laughs> now I'm almost crying again. So sensing inside of yourself as you define your goals, the response that comes out of your body, right? If you find yourself smiling as you envision this goal of yours, chances are you're going in the right direction. If you feel your heart just beginning to beam, like, man, that's a real dream. Really give yourself space to define that because that's going to be a really important one. Okay, transitioning into the next area, which is body. Three goals that you're setting for yourself or three dreams that you have under body for 2021. And take a moment to really sit with this, right? So it could be that maybe you have an ailment that you really want to heal. Maybe there's an area of your body you really want to strengthen. Maybe it's something around finding balance or health or your self-care, right? For me, a goal that I have for 2021 is I want to improve my sleep. Like that is just the biggest, biggest, biggest dream goal. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Can you set a goal to rest? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, you absolutely can. And you should, if that's part of what you want to do. That is a big goal of mine to really, to really get better sleep. It's something I've struggled with my whole entire life. And it's one of the areas of my life that I feel like even when I bring more and more attention to it, I still am not quiet getting it. So I think it's going to require a lot of, oh, a lot of focus, actually, maybe a little bit of rewiring of my, of my nervous system, a settling, maybe a healing, you know, to really get there. But I really want to focus on getting better sleep. I want 2021 to be the year of sleep for me. You know, that year where I celebrate sleep. I really hope, I hope I can. <laughs> Another goal that I have for 2021 around body is to continue my really disciplined physical self-care practice so that I get up every single morning and I dance. And this also falls under soul. Like this is a, an area that, that falls in both categories. And it's okay if, you're, if your goals can fall under several categories at the same time. Everything should align and intertwine in different ways. But continuing that really solid self-care practice where I get up every morning and I move. I dance until I sweat or I jump on my trampoline or I practice yoga intensely or I have that connection to my body from the first moment when I wake up. And I really don't want to lose that. I'm so committed to keeping that throughout all of 2021 and hopefully for the rest of my life. Another goal I have under body, and here I am smiling again, even though I'm a little like ashamed to share this as a goal because I can sense inside of myself, I'm scared. I'm not going to, I'm not going to nail it. That, who, who else is like that? Like sometimes I find myself tentative to actually speak a goal out loud because I'm so scared I'm going to fail and I don't like failing. So sometimes it's more convenient for me to not dream at all because <laughs> if you don't dream, if you don't set goals, then you're never going to fail, right? Because you didn't set the goal in the first place. You, you get what I mean, right? But the last goal that I have under body is I, 
I want to become a runner. <laughs> okay. I want to, I want to, I want to run. I've had this as goals before. I, I really have. I come back to this again and again. I am in a running phase again in my life right now where I'm running like short distances and tentatively trying that out. I've always had this dream of being a runner. Like it's something I, I just, but it's so hard. It's the hardest thing I know. There's nothing harder for me to do in my body than run. And I am sensing there's something really beautiful and, and empowering in that for me too, because I keep coming back to it, even though I kind of hate it, I return to it and I keep going. So that's a goal for me is to, to dare to have running be a goal in my life. So give yourself time and space to really define your three goals under body. And if you ever get stuck, like you only find one thing, then leave that. You know, you don't have to force it. You don't have to look for three goals in every area. You can also trust that if you just start contemplating that if there is something special there, it is going to come your way, right? So go with the flow here a little bit. You don't have to feel like you get stuck and you have to really nail everything, you know, trust your intuition. So we're getting to the final category of our of our goal setting for 2021. And that is soul, Mm, soul, right? So around your spirituality, right? Your healing, your heart. If you're on the journey of healing trauma, so many of us who listen to this podcast are therapy, self-healing work that you're doing falls under this area. Your overall self-care, the things that you do for your soul, right? Anything that really lights your soul on fire. You know, those practices that you have that bring you back home to you fall under soul, everything around healing, everything around your spirituality. And this is a bit of an abstract area of our life. So sometimes I find that we, we don't set goals or dreams or define what we want or where we want to grow or where we want to focus under the area of spirituality, under the area of soul, which makes this area sometimes fall in the background a little bit. And actually this area is the area of our lives that will light all the other areas up, right? Once you have that connection to your soul, all the other areas where you have clear goals are going to be illuminated. Everything is going to be more aligned with flow, with presence, with purpose. So setting those dreams or defining those dreams, or at least your focuses around soul is a really hugely important thing to do. For me, one of my goals under the area of soul is to continue with therapy. (laughs) This was my, was part of my new year's intentions last year is to continue with therapy. Check. I did that once a week, all through 2020, I went to therapy. I didn't miss a single session, you know, celebrate. That's really actually something to celebrate because it's been, it's been hard at times and I just want to continue, you know, it's really still giving me so much. I don't want to, I don't want to lose that as a self-care practice. So that's one of the areas for me. The other thing that falls under soul is rising at 5 a.m. This morning when I got up, it was, you know, we had the great conjunction just past, you know, this week and we're Jupiter, Jupiter. <laughs> oh my God. We have to keep that Jupiter and Saturn, otherwise known as Jupiter, <laughs> where Jupiter and Saturn, Jupiter, the Christmas star, where they are conjunct right now and super, super close, where they appear really close in the sky. So I got up at five this morning. It was pitch black outside. The stars were out. I saw the biggest shooting star that I've seen all year, you know, that just kind of trailed all across the sky. It was so beautiful. And I think I spent 45 minutes just standing in the wind, staring at the sky. Like that is soul. 
that just puts me right back home in my soul. Like that is it. It's everything. It's it. And I only really get those moments these days at 5 a.m. So that practice of continuing to rise really early before sunrise, I, I want to keep that throughout 2021 is a huge one for me. And then finally, my third goal under the area of soul is I want to make sure I do something really healing for myself this year alone. So if that's booking a healing retreat or a yoga retreat or a trip somewhere or a little pilgrimage, like I'm hoping we can travel eventually again, having that dedicated space for myself, for my soul, right? A retreat, some point in 2021, I am going to make that happen. So defining what you're doing or where you're focusing or what you're dreaming of for your soul in 2021. Now that you have those three clearly defined goals in these main areas of your life, already you can kind of see how your big overarching New Year's intention is starting to take shape, right? And this is the cool thing about intention setting is once you start to define those goals, all of a sudden action steps to make those goals happen or to bring yourself a little closer to those dreams, they don't seem so far away, right? So we're going to cover a couple of more overarching areas of 2021 before we get closer to our word of the year. In 2021, and this is a big one, I really want you to take a moment to focus here, especially if you don't resonate with this prompt, take a moment to sit with it. In 2021, what is a boundary you want to set? Ooh, I just got goosebumps. What is a boundary you want to set? What is a line you're drawing in the sand? What is something you are clearly saying no to? And maybe give yourself a little bit of time here, especially if you feel a little fuzzy around the concept of boundaries, right? Maybe you are setting a boundary for real next year in a relationship. I did that in 2020. It changed my life. Maybe a boundary you're setting is toward your inner critic, right? To no longer keep or sustain that negative judgmental narrative toward yourself. Maybe you're setting a boundary around something that you do in your day to day that isn't serving you. You know, maybe it's a vice or a bad habit or something that just is really dragging you down. Maybe it's in your working life. You're setting a boundary around your working hours or what kind of treatment you're going to allow in 2021 from your boss or coworkers or something like that. You know, take a moment to journal on a boundary you are setting in 2021 because there is a lot of magic that opens up the moment we learn to say no. Setting intentions, it's not just about inviting what we want and saying yes and creating and manifesting. It's also getting clear on what we don't want what we won't allow. For me, a clear boundary that I'm taking with me into 2021 is I will not sacrifice myself. <laughs> and that might sound silly. I don't know, but that I arrived at that epiphany, that realization in 2020 of just how often in my regular life or in my day to day, I leave myself for the sake of somebody else. How often I will sacrifice my own well-being to take care of other people. And I'm done. I'm done doing that. I will not leave myself for anybody, for anything. I won't sacrifice myself anymore. And there is something really amazing about actually being anchored in myself, knowing I can be of service to other people in a much bigger way without leaving myself. It's just a new practice for me. I thought that I had to leave to go be with other people or to take care of other people. But no, truth is when I set that boundary and I say, no, 
I come first. I can do bigger things. And I want to cultivate this knowing, this realization, this boundary. I want to keep it and continue putting myself first all throughout 2021. All right. I think it's time for us to take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. Next prompt. What is a self-care practice you are taking with you into 2021? A self-care practice you are anchoring into that most important resource. Maybe it's the one you found thanks to the challenge of 2020. A self-care practice that is non-negotiable for you in 2021. Take a moment to write about that because this is a big resource. It's something that's helped you in 2020 and it's something that's going to continue helping you in 2021. When you journal on this resource, on this support, you solidify the importance of it. It's like you validate the fact that this thing that you have actually helps you. A non-negotiable self-care practice in 2021. What is that? For me, I come back to dance. It's my 5 a.m. dance. <laughs> you guys, I can't. That's It's, it's non-negotiable. My 5 a.m. dance party that I have all my own by myself under the stars. That's the biggest self-care practice. It's the thing that gives me the most. It's the most silence I have, the most alone time I have, the most time I have spent with myself. All my big realizations happen then, and it completely changes my life when I have that as a daily practice. So yeah, 5 a.m. dance party. If you want to join me, you know, pick it up. It's amazing. But finding that non-negotiable self-care practice that you are committing to in 2021, write about that, validate that, because it's a big one. Okay, now it is time for us to take a huge breath in. Open the mouth and let it out. If you want, stand up for a moment and give your body a little shake. Just jump up and down, shake your hands, your feet, your shoulders, your head. You can make a funny noise, inhale, flutter your lips. Just do that a couple times, shake something out, move around a little bit, bring a little bit of energy back into the body and then stop, sit down, close your eyes. What is your intention for 2021? Find your clear intention in one single sentence. Your clear intention for 2021, defining it. So now you know a lot of big answers to big questions. You know what your longing is. You've found those three dreams or goals that you have in these four huge areas of your life. You've processed a bunch from last year. Take a moment right now just to sit, drop into the heart, drop into the body. My intention for 2021 is... My intention for 2021 is blink your eyes open and write. My intention for 2021 is now you can give yourself a lot of time to define this if you need it, but a great intention is one sentence long. If it's pages and pages and pages, it's going to be hard for you to define and really speak out loud and anchor into every day. So this intention, you want it to be something that when I ask you, hey, what's your intention for 2021? You can answer me clearly in one sentence. 
So I'll give you an example. This is mine. My intention for 2021 is to stay with myself, to be here now, and to trust that when I honor my needs, everything else falls into place. Give yourself enough time to define your intention. Try to have it be digestible. One sentence, right? One sentence for your intention. And for me, it took me a while to really arrive at mine. You know, I kept returning to, I don't want to leave myself, you know, at any cost. Like, I don't want to leave myself. I will stay with myself at all costs. In every circumstance, I will stay with me. And when I was doing my 50 days of dynamic meditation this year, this big challenge that I set for myself at a really challenging time, I kept coming back to here now. I am here now. I am here now. And that's something that really stayed with me, not just being present and mindfulness and meditation, but really being in my body, letting myself be who I am and returning to my own needs again and again and again. So really reversing this idea that I've had my whole life, that I'm here to be of service only to others, that I'm here to rescue other people, to save other people, to fix other people, to take care of other people, and actually take care of myself. And to really trust that when I take care of myself, everything else falls into place. So in 2021, I will stay with myself. That's mine. What is yours? So now that you have your intention, I want you to open a brand new page in your notebook, maybe turn the notebook around so it's horizontal and write that intention out in a really big, broad way across the page. Um, You can doodle a little bit or circle it or underline it, use different colored pencils if you want, just really defining that sentence and then make it super clear. Put a clear period point at the end of it so that this is it. Because once you have it, we are going to take this intention and we're going to turn it into an affirmation. Now, we do this every single year. Your intention, you're going to return to it again and again and again. Like This is not just something that you're going to set right now and then forget about come February. No, this is something really real, a sacred part of your practice, part of your personal development, part of your transformation, part of what you are rising into. And when we have an affirmation to go along with our intention, it's a little bit easier to repeat it to ourselves throughout the day and to make it part of our meditation practice. So an intention is something we intend to do, right? It has an aspect of future in it, something we are envisioning. We're still creating. We intend to find or create that thing, right? An affirmation, it's something that's already happening here now. So all you're going to do is you're going to take your intention and you're going to change the structure of the sentence. So if your intention is my intention for 2021 is to stay with myself, to be here now and to trust that when I honor my needs, everything will fall into place. I will change the structure of that sentence to begin with. I am. And then I have the rest of that sentence play out in present tense. So it's something that's happening now instead of something that I intend to do in the future. So an example for that for me is I am here now. I am meeting my own needs. I am present in my body. I take great care of myself. I am meeting my own needs. 
That one, I keep coming back to that one. I am meeting my own needs. So instead of thinking that I want to meet my needs, my intention is to meet my own needs. My intention is to take great care of myself. A beautiful affirmation is I am taking great care of myself. That's happening now. I'm already doing that. I am here now. I am present in my body. So for instance, if your intention is around healing, right? You have something big you want to heal in 2021. Your affirmation can be, I am whole. You're already whole. You're already healed, right? It's already happened. If your intention is something around letting go, right? You want to put something down, heavy weight. You want to release baggage, pain, trauma. A beautiful affirmation can be, I am free, right? That you can already embody that freedom of having let go right now. If your intention is something around self-love, right? Then it can be something as I am loved or I love myself the way I am or I am good enough the way I am, right? I am grateful. I am joyful. I am healing. I am whole. Take a moment to sit with that intention that you just wrote down and then find a clear affirmation that really resonates. So for me, the one I come back to really is I am here now. (laughs) And I found that affirmation in my meditation practice at the middle of the year in the hardest time of the year, that affirmation came my way. And it's really my, my big one for 2021. I am here now. I am in my body. I'm already staying with myself. I'm not just intending to stay with myself. I am here. I am with myself. I haven't gone anywhere, right? Here I am. Find your affirmation. And once you have your affirmation, write that down. If you want, you can take another page and again, doodle a little bit, pick another colored pencil, make it special because you have your big intention. You have your big affirmation. Write them down. Make sure you're super clear on this because we have arrived at the final part of this intention setting ceremony. And that is finding our word for the year, our word for the year, our word for the year. This is so big because this is going to be your one word for 2021. So if you envision yourself doing this ceremony in a year, right? One year from now, you're sitting here listening to the 2021 podcast (laughs) with yoga girl telling you, you know, all the prompts and all the things that we're doing. What is the feeling you want to have embodied a year from now? At the end of 2021, what is that word that you really want to have embodied? And I find that when we go toward feeling, we end up with a word that really resonates with our hearts, right? So not just with the mind and with the ego, but from that heart-centered place. What's your word of the year? If in one word at the end of 21, you can say, you know, kind of like how I said just now, 2020 for me was panic and trust, (laughs) (laughs) If I had to choose one word, that word was probably transformation when I did this practice before. But what's the word you want, right? I didn't want panic out of 2020, but I got what I got. My word that I set for my intention setting for 2020 was space. And believe me when I say I actually really did receive that. So your word for the year, 2021. You can write at the top of a brand new page if you want. My word for 2021 is, 
and see if you have that word boom. It's ready. It's clear. You have it. There's clarity there. Or if you need to journal a little bit or close your eyes and meditate and contemplate a little bit until you find it. Maybe it's just kind of looking over what you've already written in your journal and what you've already answered to see which word really resonates. I find that when we pick our word for the year, it's kind of like trying out a new pair of shoes. Like we have to try them on, walk around a little bit. Hmm, does this fit me? Is this it? Is this really the word that I am embodying in 2021? And chances are you're going to be smiling when you find it. You know, it's going to be that kind of feeling of resonating with your whole entire body. My word for 2021 is... I just found my word. (laughs) So all week long, I have thought that my word for 2021 is either here or now, because I kept coming back to that affirmation. I am here now that I'm staying with myself, that I'm not leaving myself, that I'm choosing me, choosing me. (laughs) And I just got my word. My word for 2021 is me. (laughs) Wow. And then immediately my inner critic goes, that sounds very selfish. That sounds extremely narcissistic, egotistical. Who picks a word like that? Me. You know, I should have a word like love, like gratitude, like acceptance, like community, service. No, my word for 2021 is me. 2021 is the year I embody me, is the year I shine. (laughs) I love you guys so much. I love that I can sit here and have these epiphanies with you in the moment. Time for you to find your word. If your inner critic pops up and tells you your word is supposed to be something different, you know, quiet that inner critic, connect to your inner best friend, and trust that the word you arrive at is the word you're meant to arrive at. Like for myself, I've spent 32 years not focusing on me, right? Kind of makes sense that one year I get to have me in focus, right? And that's 2021. That's where we are. And I feel really good about that. So find your word for the year. You can take a new page in your notebook and just write that one single word down. One single word down. This word is the word you're going to come back to all throughout the year. This is the word you're going to be tattooing across your heart, tattoo it on your brain, because every single time you find yourself at a crossroads in 2021, because believe you me, even though we want 2021 to be this beautiful year where everything is butterflies and rainbows and everything's going to be great, we know it's going to be hard. Chances are January 1st is already going to be hard. Like we know that. We, you know, everything that was hard in 2020 isn't going to be magically over, but it is a new chapter, new intentions, new goals, not a new you. It's the same you, right? But you're here with new intentions, big intentions and big dreams. And every time you encounter something challenging, a struggle, a crossroads, a hard place, come back to this word and ask yourself, which choice brings me closer to my word, Right? So in my case, which choice brings me closer to me? And that's the decision I'm going to be making when I have those hard moments. If your word of the year is space, if your word of the year is calm, right? A calm is a good example. And you find yourself at a fork in the road. You'll ask yourself, which of these choices brings me most calm? 
then you'll know which way to walk, right? So this word is a big one. It's a really, really, really big one. You're going to come back to it again and again. Thank you so much for doing this practice with me. You might want to come back to this a couple of times. You know, sometimes we break this practice up. I've been doing it for two weeks. You know, it doesn't have to be something that you finish. Or maybe you feel totally well-rounded and complete right now. Then awesome. I am leading a live intention setting ceremony on the 30th. So the day before New Year's Eve, 30th of December, I'm going to lead a live intention setting on yogagirl.com. So you don't have to be a subscriber to the site to join. You can join just the one off if you want to just, just join the intention setting ceremony. We're going to move our bodies. We're going to do a shaking meditation. We're going to come back to the clarity of what we are creating and really find that clear ritual for the 31st at midnight. So I'm going to share with you that really detailed ritual of what we're going to be doing right around midnight to embody and to put this intention into action, because that's when our intentions come to life, when we actually move them, right? When we infuse them with energy and movement and action so that it becomes something that really changes your life. So if you want to join me for that big intention setting ceremony live, we're going to do that big meditation, drop into the body, and then get clear on our ritual for midnight. I do it every single year and I'm really excited to get to share this live so that you can feel totally, totally ready. I have goosebumps everywhere. I feel so ready for 2021. I hope you join me on the 30th and I really, really, really hope that you take this intention with you and that you make this the year of you. You know, 2021, it's going to be what we make it with a huge factor of the unknown. You know, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that we can only control so much. So I hope you feel anchored into these areas of your life right now, of home, mind, body, and soul, and that you're really clear on what your heart longs for, because the time to put this into action is right now. We get this one life, so let's make it a good one. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Happy New Year. And the most cliche thing to say at the end of the year ever, but see you next year. (laughs) Have a good New Year's Eve and I'll be back January 1st. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.